Welcome to Truth in the Word. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, this is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Anchor Broadcasting. We'll start back today in the book of Acts. We'll start with the very last verse of Acts chapter 10. You can read the entirety of the chapter, go back and listen to the last podcast talking about Peter's encounter with Cornelius, how God orchestrated them to meet, their household was saved, and uh, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and God done a miracle amongst amongst the Gentiles. Of course, this would spread. We have here we have here the 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 church starting to gain ground outside of the city of Jerusalem. We know that persecution started. The first martyr was was um, actually he was called a deacon, the deacon Stephen, and. Uh, but he preached, believe me, and he was the first martyr, and he was killed, and this started the persecution. We know that uh, one that held the coat of those Estonian was was a was a young Jewish man by the name name at that time uh, Saul, who would later become Paul. We know we know what happened with him. We know uh, he became the um, uh, apostle to the Gentiles. So Acts ten forty eight says that he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And pray they him to tarry certain days. So uh, Peter gave orders for them to be baptized, and and this this was the testimony that they had been saved and filled with the Spirit and and were born again. They were Christians only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, they they accepted the plan of God. The plan of God is today is not law, but Jesus Christ. The Bible declares that Jesus Christ fulfilled the law. The Bible says, for this reason was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. There's one mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Notice the word is man, but uh, we've got representative man sitting by the right hand of God, one who walked and talked as men do, was crucified uh, as men were crucified, shed blood as men shed blood, except his blood was perfect blood. The Bible uh, declares he was the perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He's the answer today. Amen. The answer is and always will be Jesus Christ. What men are seeking for to fill the void in their lives. and uh, They are trying to, to dump everything in their lives, try to fulfill that void. But there's only one thing that can fill the void of a man's life, and that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. Accepting him, the son of a living God, the Bible declares. He sits by the Father's right hand right now, making intercession for me and for you. Amen. In the first chapter of Acts, we find out as the angel of the Lord stood by the apostles and said, Why do you men stand gazing for this same Jesus you see ascending in like manner will descend? So chapter 11, they, uh, we know that Peter's going to be challenged by what went on in the house of Cornelius. Um, we know this is going to bring up a question, so I guess it's going to be called the Gentile question. So in Acts 11.1, 1, And the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard 
that the Gentiles had received the word of God. Now, we know the word of God. We, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was God and the word was with God points to Jesus Christ. In John 1, 14, we find out that the word, the logos, became flesh and dwelt among us. So when Peter returned to Jerusalem, he was rebuked for going among the Gentiles with the gospel. But Peter had a mandate. He was mandated to do what he did. God dealt with him. We're going to, he's going to rehearse this again. So Peter defends his actions by telling them the great things that God had done through this vision that he had. So like I said, Peter was, Peter was pressed upon by the Holy Spirit. Because God was talking to Cornelius, and God was talking to Peter, and and they're going to meet, and 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 this miracle of salvation is going to take place in the life of this of this uh, very good Gentile man who who was a Roman soldier. So Peter was mandated; he was told by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, "Obedience is better than sacrifice." Obedience to the Spirit. We know the Holy Spirit should be the center, the nucleus of every church house, of, of the body of Christ in whole. And every time we come together, in the name of Jesus, the Bible said, if Jesus Christ is lifted up, that all men are drawn unto him. And it takes the Holy Spirit to draw people. Amen. It takes the Holy Spirit to deal with people's lives, to open the book of their heart and show them their need for Christ. Amen. And then men have a choice. He said, I set before you life, and I set before you death. I would that you would choose life. Amen. Joshua says, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So God is sovereign, but men have a responsibility to receive what God wants to give them. The greatest love gift that God's ever given is Jesus Christ. Amen. The Son of the living God, who redeemed us from our sins, who intercedes for us, right now, who's touched with our infirmities, is totally all the time making intercession for me and for you. So verse 11, 2 says, And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision, or the Jewish sect at that time, and, and also the apostles contended with him. In other words, in other words, they're going to question him and challenge him. Why in the world? You know what the law says. Why in the world are you going to this Gentile's house? Acts 11.3 says, Saying that thou wentest, or thou went in to men uncircumcised, or Gentiles, and you did eat with them. Okay? So uh, that was, they thought he was breaking, breaking the law. He was uh, uh, having fellowship with Gentiles, and even, you know, we know they went as far as to call, to, to call Gentiles and Gentile nations dogs, or goye is the word, I believe. So Acts 11.4, but Peter rehearsed, and we're, we're, we're going to read this again. Amen. Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning, and an expounder told them by order unto them, saying, okay, Acts 11.5. He said, I was in the city of Joppa, and I was praying. Remember, he was on the housetop. And we speak about in the Middle East, roofs are normally flat. People go up to the housetop to uh, to pray, to eat, or uh, just to relax, whatever it might be. But here he was praying, and the Bible says, uh, and and he he went into a trance, and he saw a vision, 
We know the Bible says without a vision, a man will perish. And we know that visions come from God. Amen. In order to lay out what 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 direction we need to go, we have we we have to we have to have something we look ahead that we are trying to accomplish, and that vision is set by God. I'm going to say this one more time: without a vision, a man will perish. And visions, godly visions, come from God that set men to walking in the direction that they need to go. And a certain vessel descended as it had been a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me. Okay, so this sheet let down is going is going to contain something. Acts eleven six upon the which when I fastened my eyes, he said, I saw or I considered and saw four footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts and creeping things of fowls of the air. I'm sure there was clean and unclean. But here's what God said to him. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay or kill and eat. So he had to have saw unclean animals that was not part of the dietary law established in the Old Testament. Acts eleven eighteen. I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has at any time entered into my mouth. So was doing the best to keep the dietary restrictions of the law. But things are going to change here. Acts 11, 9. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, thou shalt not, thou, thou call not, thou common. So, of course, he's not talking about animals per se here. Now he's talking about Gentiles. This is a this is a, a type. This is a, a a vision of of something that's a type. These animals are a type of Gentiles that are going to be saved by the power of God. And it's going to start here with Peter as he goes to the house of Cornelius. Well, the Bible says he done this three times. It was done three times. This vision was done three times. And all were drawn, and then they were drawn up up again into heaven. And this vision disappeared out of the sight of Peter. And then. Immediately, the Bible says in Acts 11, 11, and behold, immediately there were three men already coming to the house where I was sent from Caesarea unto me. So we have showing up as we talked about in chapter 10, two servants and a soldier of Cornelius. They was going to show up and they did to bid Peter to come to the house of Cornelius. And without this vision, without God showing Peter, there's no way he'd have went. It took it took the spirit of God. It always takes the spirit of God. The spirit of God is the change agent. If we if if we yield ourselves to God's spirit, not by power and not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's only one, and He's a person. He He leads us, guides us in all truth and all righteousness. He's our teacher. He's our comforter. He's the one that changes things. Acts eleven twelve says, and the Spirit, the Spirit bade him or told him to go with them by the previous vision. See, see we need we need revelations from God out of the Word of God. Revelations will never be given that contradict the Word of God. Revelations uh, will never be given that go outside of the Word of God, and will always uh, will 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 always accompany the Word of God. Amen. Exalt the, the word of God. 
And the Spirit bade me to go with him, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. Who's the man? Cornelius. Remember, remember what we talked about? Cornelius was a good man. Wasn't saved yet. Was a good man. Sought, gave, helped the poor. He, he was a good man. Amen. But now he's going to get introduced to a Jesus Christ who will save his eternal soul. What if he gained the whole world and lose your soul? We live, we live in a world today where people are running to and throw. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, in the last days many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. That's going on right now. Good knowledge and bad knowledge. Amen. It's more than a man wants to die than the judgment. The, the Bible declares that, that our life is as a vapor and as a blade of grass. So we're not here in this body forever. We, we must prepare for eternity. Amen. We can't allow our souls to be lost because of the world. What if you gain this world and lose your own soul? And from what we see going on, the times are certainly changing. I've never seen times like this in my lifetime, and I'm sure a lot of you haven't either. So Bible says, when you see these things come to pass, look up for your redemption draws nigh. Acts 11.13 says he showed us how he, Cornelius, had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. Verse 14, And who shall tell thee words whereby, listen now, thou and all thy house shall be saved. Now the Bible says when a man hungers and thirsts after righteousness, he shall be filled. There's definitely a hunger in Cornelius' life. Amen. The Spirit of God had been dealing with him. Amen. Dealing with preparing his heart for, for this union that was going to take place today. But listen to what he says. He said, who shall tell thee words? Peter is going to tell them words. What is the words? The gospel, which they're going to speak of Jesus Christ and him crucified whereby you and all your house shall be saved. So we see here Cornelius was not born again until Peter came and preached the gospel. How shall they know unless a preacher be sent? Amen. Beautiful are the feet that those that carry the gospel to other people. That's what we are here to do. Preach the gospel. Give out the good news. Amen. Unto all the world. Give men the gospel that they may have an opportunity to receive Christ. Now the Bible strictly states that many will not receive him. Many will reject. That's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Many will reject the Holy Spirit's pulling and uh, uh, Holy Spirit dealing with their lives. And the book of Genesis, he says, for my spirit shall not always strive with man. So they was not converted before Peter's sermon to him. Acts eleven fifteen, and, and as I begin to speak, this is Peter reliving, retelling what happened. As I begin to speak, what happened? The change angel come in, the one that changes all things. 
the one that leads and guides all truth and all righteousness, this Holy Spirit, by the mouth of Peter, speaking the gospel, he's going to change these people that he's speaking to. The Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. We're at Pentecost. The same Spirit that baptized them. Now baptized Cornelius in his house. So it speaks of Cornelius as being baptized with the Spirit exactly as the apostle and others as recorded in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says, verse 10, chapter 10, they begin speaking in tongues. Acts eleven sixteen. Then remember I the word of the Lord, how they said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now we know that John the Baptist came, the six months elder to our Lord and our Savior, and whenever he come preaching repentance, he he became he came preaching the kingdom. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom was in Jesus Christ. They rejected it, and when they reject when they rejected him, that we know at after after the rejection that that that, that Jesus or the Spirit of God moved on to the Gentile nations. We are living right now in the Gentile dispensation, which is going to come to an end. And then God, according to what the Word of God says, he will start dealing with his people. Basically in the tribulation period in the Bible, that would be a time of Jacob's trouble. But you should be baptized with the Holy Ghost. So this is what he said, there's one to come after me. This is John, John the Baptist spoke and said, there's one that comes after me. The shoe latch of I'm not worthy to unlatch. I baptize you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Acts eleven seventeen. For as much then God gave them the like gift, or the same gift as he did unto us, or as he gave unto us, who believed, what, what's the key? Who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. That he's the Son of God. He died. He died on a cruel cross. During the grave three days. On the third day, he resurrected. He ascended in like manner. In like uh, he, he ascended unto heaven. In like manner, he will come back. Right now, sitting by the Father's right hand, waiting for the time of the drawing, and 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 God bringing in those that will be and those that will accept Him. But all things will come to an end. The Bible said there'll be time no more. God doesn't live within the realm of time, of the sphere of time. We do, but he, but he does not. But the Bible says the time is in his hands. The psalmist David said, my time, speak on a personal level, is in your hands. That's so, so important today. God, God, God's got us. Amen. The Bible says he's in the palm of, we are in the palm of his hand. And by no means shall anything pull or pluck us out of the hand of of God. Paul said, I'm persuaded that he will keep that which I have committed unto him. He said, I'm persuaded that nothing shall separate me. Think about this today. He was had a made up mind that nothing shall separate him from the love of God. Go back and say the scripture, what if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Time as we know it is certainly growing short. We see, we see, we call them whatever you want, but there's but there's signs of love of many are growing cold. Men shall wax worse and worse. Amen. Evil will be prominent, outstanding. Many will call evil good and good evil. We're living in those days now. We cannot ignore 
what's going on. We cannot we, we cannot bury our heads per se in the sand. Acts eleven eighteen. Then these that was questioning Peter, they said, to, and they heard these things, and they held their peace, and glorified God, saying, Then have God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Acts is not a question. It says, Then God, or God has also granted the Gentiles repentance unto life. But that doesn't mean Cornelius and, and his household are converted to Judaism or were proselytes to what? Judaism. See, this was always a, 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 a point of friction in the New Testament church was uh, what do Gentiles have to do? And, and we'll, we'll talk a lot about that in, in Acts chapter 15. So in verse 19, we have Barnabas who would, who would later, we're going to read, he, he's the sidekick of Paul and, uh, uh, he was sent to a place called Antioch, but because of the persecution, well, let's read here and and Acts eleven nineteen. Remember the first per, the first martyr was a man named Stephen. You know he preached the gospel, preached the truth to the Jews that was around him, and they got so angry. These religious people now, religious people, got so angry that they, the Bible declares they gnashed on him with their teeth. They were that angry. Amen. That's not good. But certainly not a attitude or the attribute of a Christian. Okay. Now they which were scattered abroad upon upon the persecution that arose about Stephen. So the church began to be scattered. They they were going out. You know, the probably persecution had come. They stayed right there in Jerusalem and preached the gospel. But this is not God's plan. He wanted to branch out. We see that in in him sending Peter to the Gentile Cornelius and saving his household and baptizing in the spirit. And I'm sure they evangelized other Romans. See how the gospel spreading. Amen. It's progressive as, as we preach and teach and somebody else preaches and teach it goes on and on and on. Amen. But we, and the Bible says, even as the day is upon us, we need to gather more, pray more and preach the gospel more. Still preach the good news. He says that they traveled, these were, uh, uh, of course, Jews, as far as Fiance and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none only, but the Jews, or the Jews only. Okay, so we had this, we had this encounter with the Gentiles, and we know as we go on reading, we're going to find Paul is going to be the, going to be the apostle to the Gentiles, and he, the Bible declares he speaks a mystery, a mystery, something, something new, something new per se was, was uh, the plan of God. The Bible says from the foundation of the, of the world, but yet now ready to be revealed. Amen. He'll never leave his word. He'll never leave his plan. God's not nervous. Amen. He's not worried about anything. He's going to, he's going to bring to pass what he has spoken. So, uh, you know, we, we can read Acts chapter 8 of what, uh, what happened there and uh, uh, how God God has moved, how God has orchestrated everything. Even the day of Pentecost. He told him in Acts 1, he said, go into the city and wait until you be endued with power. Acts 11.20, and some of them were men of Cyprus, Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. 
Cyrenes, now these, these are Jewish people in these cities. A Cyrene is a city in North Africa. And when we speak of Grecians, he was Greek-speaking Jews living in Greek cities. I believe they were called Hellenists. Jew, Jews who preached to them were not demanding they also keep the law of Moses. Okay. They were not demanding. They, they was demanding, well, they were not demanding. They were preaching Jesus Christ, see, with, without law. God, he had fulfilled the law. Acts 11 and 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. So we have this revival amongst the Jews. The hand of the Lord was with them. With who? Those that preached. So they were anointed to preach the good news. Amen? How shall they know? Unless a preacher sent. A lot of preachers, but how many preachers are preaching the good news? How many preachers are preaching the gospel? The Bible declares if you preach another Jesus, Paul said, if, if, even, even if an angel preaches another Jesus, let that angel be accursed. We preach one Lord, one baptism, one God, one gospel, one way to God, one way to heaven. And that's the Lord and Savior, who Jesus Christ. Acts 11.22, then tidings of these things come into the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. Okay, so we see there was not, a, like we have today, form, form, uh, forms of media we carry around in our hands. But, of course, this was done by letter, whatever it might have been. And they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. So Barnabas, of course, was the right man. We'll find him to be, like I said, the partner of Paul. Uh, and they were led by the Spirit in sending him. So he was one of the leaders in the early church at where Jerusalem and was later a missionary to the Gentiles. His, his name was Josie, J-O-S-E-S, but the apostles called him Barnabas, which is Aramaic meaning son of prophecy. And Luke translates son of consolation or son of encouragement. So he was, he was uh, by Paul's side for uh, a lot of, of the journey that Paul made. And he was a Levite from the Isle of Cyprus, but is first seen in where? Jerusalem. So he was there probably wanting to get involved in the in the movement, but now he's sent back out again. Sent back out. And he's going to as far as Antioch. Acts eleven and and twenty three. Who when he came <coughs> pardon me. When he came he had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Acts 11, 24, for he who, Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people were added to the Lord. So here we have a man consecrated and dedicated to preaching the gospel. That was, that, that was what was he called to do. That was his appointment. That was his ministry. But he was a good, consecrated man, set aside, set aside for the preaching of the gospel. We need a lot of good men and good women today to preach the gospel. We need a lot of good men today that's full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. So uh, next time we'll, we'll start there and we'll talk about Barnum's um, uh, leaving leaving there and, and going to 
to Taurus, uh, and he's going to seek for Saul. So with that, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and faith, much people added to the Lord. So God wasn't done with him yet because his mind was set upon God. His mind was set to do the will of God. We need the will of God in our lives today. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you today that it goes forth and will not come back void. We'll do what you sent it to do. You see every situation, every circumstance today, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, that you, that you save and you heal and you deliver in Jesus' name. We put no limits on you. We ask you to touch today, Lord. My God, there's so many situations and circumstances today that we could pray about, Lord. But we know today that you know all things. We ask you to move in our lives and people's lives today. We ask you, Lord, to to bolster your church, Lord. Let the Holy Ghost become prominent again in the house of God. Lord, it, it will be if we are the church. The Holy Ghost, a person will be if we are the church of God. Amen. We thank you for these things today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. God bless till next time. We want to thank you for listening to Truth in God's Word today. You can check us out on Facebook at The Truth in God's Word. There you can message us for any reason, whether it be prayer request, comment about the show, or if you would just like to let us know subjects you would like to hear about on Truth in God's Word. We pray that you have a blessed day.